Good morning, good morning again, and again, and again, and again. Father, use me. You be glorified. You be magnified. And may I continue to be edified in your presence, God. Thank you for using us. Thank you for the time that we are spending in your presence. Thank you for sharpening us. Thank you for being our help. Thank you for clearing our path, preparing our way. Thank you, Lord, for being our escape. Thank you, Lord, for being our refuge. Thank you, Lord, for being higher than us. We thank you, Lord God, for another day. Each day gets greater and greater and greater because each day we become better and better and better. And each time spent with God, it becomes more and more and more. And we are increasing, increasing, increasing. And we are increasing in our believing. We are increasing in our faith life. We are increasing in our love walk. We are increasing, increasing. That is the counting all joy. There are the adjustments. Those are the adjustments. Again, I say, those are the adjustments. Continuing. Subduing. Replenishing. Recognizing. At all times. Continuously. Being very persistent. Giving praise persistently. Wholehearted. Wholehearted. We're from cold-hearted to wholehearted. We're from not knowing to knowing more than enough. We're from weeping to joy. Crying to laughing. Poverty to abundance, prosperity. Every good thing is only found in God. You keep on going and you keep on going. And why you going? You keep on knowing that our God is good. You keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. As you go further and higher and higher. You are doing it and you are winning and you are running well in a race that you have already won. Your outcome is already assured. Your outcome is already victory. That is permanent. You are permanent. And as a child of God, that is permanent. Nothing you can ever do that can ever cause you not to be who God created you to be. And that's permanent. The knowledge of God is permanent. The presence of God is permanent. The faith of God is permanent. Wisdom, permanent. Knowledge, permanent. Wisdom, permanent. Knowledge, permanent. Wisdom, permanent. Knowledge, permanent. Permanent, permanent, permanent. And that is no lie. It don't matter if you look defeated. You win always because it's permanent. It don't matter what your body or your organs tell you. You are healed and that is permanent. 
that is not temporary. Noah's temporary and Noah's permanent. Temporary is that persecution, but your reward is permanent. Weeping is temporary, but your joy is permanent. Division is temporary, but unity is permanent. Trouble on every side is temporary, but you are never forsaken. You are never perplexed, and that's permanent. You woke up a new day, and God is responsible for that, and that would be permanent. Because no one else can receive the glory that belongs only to God, and that's permanent. And that's permanent. My nights are never the same, and that's permanent. Because even while it seems to be night, it's still morning permanently. Even when the lights are out in my bedroom, it's still shining bright because of God's glory. And that's permanent. We live on earth. We are living here. But it must be as it is in the kingdom. God said it and that's permanent. Permanent means always. 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 Always, always, no matter what it looked like, I always win, always, always. It's not about what I do, it's about what he already done. That's permanent, always. I'm seated, no matter if I don't even feel like I'm seated, and that's permanent, that's always. I'm always seated, don't even look like I'm sitting down, I'm always seated. You don't have to keep your head above the water, you have the ability to walk on water, and that's permanent, always. God is answering questions that he don't even have to answer. But because you chose to say yes, God, when it didn't even look like to say yes, God, when many was probably telling you to say no, and you still say yes, God, you took risks. We take risks every time we say yes, God, and God show us his always, which is permanent. And that is his glory upon your life. Always, permanently. God is talking a lot. He's always talking and that is permanent. If God is silent to you, it's because you're not silent to hear what he has to say to you. Because every word that proceeds out of his mouth is permanent. So why not want to hear him instead of trying to keep hearing you? When God say every word that he said, it comes to pass it don't take a rocket scientist to put two and two together. Hold on. You say you're a man that you shall not lie? So let me get you talking then. Because everything you're saying, I'm going to walk in. So let me be quiet. Let me sit down. Let me close it. Let me zip it. And let me hear only your voice. And that's always. That's permanent. Many people want the anointing that you have. But don't want to take the necessary steps to be where you are. Somebody going to always have something to say about your lifestyle and God's love concerning you and the way that he released it upon you. Somebody going to always come and try to question your faith.
But we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And that's permanent. But against the evil one. Against evil principalities. And that's permanent. So if you see your brother or your sister on your left and your right from the north, south, east, and west being under the influence of another's voice, you don't cast them out. You don't get angry at them. Even if they're the ones who's doing the persecuting, you have to know it's not them. I don't wrestle against them. I'm going straight to the evil one. And that is permanent. You don't envy me. Satan envy me. And that's permanent. You're not jealous of me. Satan's jealous of me. And that's permanent. You don't want my life, Satan wants my life And that's permanent He wants my destiny He wants my purpose Because he's purposeless And I'm purposeful And that's permanent You don't want my confidence, Satan does You don't want my loyalty, Satan does You don't want my giftings, Satan does Because you as a child of God You have your own portion And that's permanent You can't look at your brother. You cannot look at your sister. You have to look through your brother and look through your sister and see the spirit man. You talk to their spirits. You don't talk to their flesh. And that's permanent. I'm not talking to something that will perish away. I'm talking to something that is everlasting, that is always, and that is your spirit man. I don't sit up with God for nothing. It's permanent. Everything he says to you and I is permanent. What are you hungry for? What are you desperate for? The answer must not be you. It must not be to better anything around you. It must be everything within you to bless everything around you. Permanent. That is the childish ways being put behind and keeping it there permanently. Somebody says something to you that you don't like and they know it's disrespectful because they've been used by the enemy. They're trying to cast down your confidence and have you to, to not be joyful or not rejoice because all of a sudden they begin to say things disrespectfully and they speak into your flesh. And you tapping out of your spirit man back into your flesh and you responding back? No, we're not living like that. We are so desperate to be Christ-like as Jesus is. As Jesus is. As Jesus is. Not as Jesus was. No, not even as Jesus to come. As Jesus is. That is permanent. That's always. That is always God answering me. I didn't even ask him this. I've been accepted to many colleges. And I tore them up. Because God said don't go. And God answered me today. Then he told me not to go. For religious reasons. But he didn't get into detail as much as today. And he showed me. In Greek, a word, and that word was, you know, a pledge, because I was big on pledging. I really, really wanted to go to college to pledge, to be a part of something, 
that means something, that's historical, means sisterhood, brotherhood, unity, and you always connect it together. You learn in the, you know, theology historically of why you in the organization, why you in the, you know, why are you pledging? In the sorority. And I was big on it. I'm a pledge. I'm a pledge. And God said, indeed you're not. Because you're not going to college. I'm keeping your feet from being moved like you asking me to. And your feet will be moved if you go to college. Because you must not pledge, Quinesha. You encounter me. You know me. You have no other gods before me. What do you think the fraternity is? Now you go all the way back to where it started. And it doesn't worship me. It doesn't even serve me. It serves false gods. That's why I said in Greek, I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. Only I, 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 and never any of you. You looking for unity? You have that. You looking for family? You have that. You want to be a part of something? You are. And it's unto the glory of me and never man. You don't have to look to join something that you already a part of. So I am your teacher. I am your professor. I am your counselor. I am your everything that you will ever need while you're here. You will always need me. Because you're not created not to. Because I am the supplier of all your needs. Therefore, you don't even have any wants save God. And that goes for all of us. A lot of times we look up things, want to know the theology of things. And sometimes we look so far in the areas where it's minor. And we consider the minor to be major. But the things that are major, we don't research much because it seems to be minor. See, when we come up higher with God, what's minor is minor and what's major is major. But things of the world, what's major is minor and what's minor is major. There's backwards. It is backwards. God said many people suffer because of a lack of knowledge. Many people perish because of a lack of knowledge. Many people stumble because of a lack of knowledge. Many people are staggering because of a lack of knowledge. Many people are turning back to me because of a lack of knowledge. Many people don't even know who they are because of a lack of knowledge. So if it's a lack of knowledge that's robbing you, then why not try to gain the knowledge that is freely given unto you and is found in my presence? Receive the knowledge first. That is seeking me first. Seeking my ways. That is the knowledge. You become wise when you know. 
Aren't you wiser than you ever been before because you're knowing more and more now than you did before? Isn't your future brighter than your past? Because you are increasing. Increase it goes up. It doesn't go down. It doesn't go behind. It's before you. And you made a covenant with me, Quenisha, at a very young age. You made a lot of promises to me as a little girl. Many things that you forgot you even said, but I hold you to that because I hear your heart. And I'm going to do exactly what I promised you. I promised your life I would keep you and look at you today still standing. Aren't I faithful? You know what? My God. My God. My God. My God. My God. You know about those times I know you know about those times When you're like Come on Lord Come on Lord Come on Lord I don't think no more of this I can take Come on Lord It don't matter what you encounter You're like come on Lord Even if you hold no by thread Come on Lord And what do he do every time I am here, my child. I am here. I am with you. You thinking that you by yourself. I said I would never leave you. You're not going through this by yourself. I'm going through this with you. Therefore, your outcome is already assured. Do you already see the victory? Because I am before you. I am with this, in this, with you. I'm teaching you. Even when you made your bed in hell, I am still teaching you. A lesson that you must learn. And what is the lesson to learn? Know who you are. The devil, the demons can't do nothing with a person who knows who they are. No one can teach you something you already know. If we know who we are and not just going off of people telling us who we are. We'll be less confused. People mean well. But many not saying what God is saying. You have to keep reminding people, I am not a pastor. Yeah, yeah, but that's what you're doing. No, I'm preaching. That's a difference. See you evangelist. See you prophetess. I am what God says. Who God says I am. And I do what God says. When we walk like God, we begin to talk like God. We begin to move like God. God say he is that he is. And Quenisha know that she is what she is. Who she is. I am that I am too. You are who you are too. That you are. And no one can ever take that away from you. God doesn't forget anything that many of us seem to think that he does. He doesn't forget nothing. And he never will. Everything you've been through, he was right there and still is there. 
My whole life is wrapped around my father. That's where it's belong. And that's where we'll always be. So is yours. I don't do nothing without him. I don't want to anymore. I know what that's like to even think that I am. And he's still there and I'm unaware. I know what it's like to feel like that I let God down and he show up and wrap his arms around me. Your life is just beginning. And here I am thinking that I'm at the end. That's why he said, be merciful for I am merciful. I cannot be merciful unto you if you're not merciful unto others. Love others as you love yourself. If you're joining on people, being malicious to people, persecuting people, downing people, gossiping about people, turning your neck at that people, even thinking in your heart something about someone that you dislike. What can I do to you? How can I bless you? You put me in a situation when I can't even release who I am to you. And that's what's called you robbing your own selves from your blessing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Last night I had a dream that had me shooken. And I set up honestly. I thought I got off of here. I put on a movie quick, something funny to take my mind off of it because I was shooken up. I didn't want you guys to hear it, but I was. It's not easy to be in the presence of Satan, presence of evil, to see what his plan is to destroy us. Let me say attempt that always will fall because we are guarding our heart from the issues of life. Everything that Satan has to throw our way are issues. Issues. Lust is an issue. Deception is an issue. Fear, guilt is an issue. So if you know it's not pleasing in your sight, then it must be an issue. And that is temporary compared to a child of God who is eternal. Always. If something seems to trouble you, let it no longer because you are a child of God. Even if you have to say that, that is always. You are stating the facts. Say what God says so you can see his results concerning you in that area. So keep saying what he's saying and that goes for every area. Because you're just stating the facts. You always win. Yes, you do. And as a little girl, I settled a lot of things with God. I didn't understand the King James Version growing up as a little girl. So I had a children's Bible book. God bless someone that, that, you know, bless me with a children's book. And, and God know I like images. So it had pictures to go with it. You know? And I'm asking God, what is it like? Even I wasn't here, Father. I grew up saying, it's not fair, Christ. People hide you in the past. They touched you. They seen you physically. We don't get to see that. Do you know what generation you in? <laughs> I'm right here. You know, you cannot physically see me. You know how many of them back then would like to be right here where you are. But he answered me by every time that I wanted an encounter with him in the way that I read in the Bible, he provided that for me. That's how I was in that fiery furnace 
when he gave me a dream, he gave me a dream of me being in the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Christ. Who was that fourth person? I remember the three I put in here. God showed me, he took me to with him and John was at the seaside walking when the others were at work or attending to their, their families. And, and guess what? When you talk about them, they begin to speak to you. They're not going to just walk in your room. Nothing is in the natural. I don't care what kind of movies you see. Like movies like ghosts and all that. That's not going to happen to a child of God. Because those who worship God is in spirit. You have a spirit to spirit encounter. It can never be flesh to spirit. And in the movies they provided, it's flesh to spirit. That's not happening ever. Because those who worship God must worship God in spirit and in truth. That's it. And that's permanent. Don't let the movies fool you. Hallelujah. No one will just walk in your room naturally who departed their body. Key words, departed their body. I do know that if you are afraid and you know a little nervous about the supernatural and encounters like with God and angels, they're not going to push themselves on you. They're going to actually move a little bit back because they don't want you to become afraid of them because fear is going to rob you from why they're sent. And they feel as though we're not sitting here for nothing. We're coming to release. So we got to back up for you to feel comfortable as to why we're here. And I noticed the angels were doing that to me. And I said, no, I'll get over it. I'll, I'll get past this. Come closer. I got to get used to it. Don't you back away. You come closer. Because this fear got the bow. They looked at God. You're right. This is a special one. <laughs> Yeah, see, this is a special one, <laughs> God. And you are special too. But I live from this world. And when I say this world, means the world that's within us, the kingdom. That's where we're from. That's where we are part of. That's permanent. Hallelujah. So God is showing me these Talking to me about my childhood all the way up to now. Why he sheltered me and separated me for such a time as this. Do you see the significance, Panisha, as to why I did what I did? I only did what you asked of me. Like you're doing what I'm asking of you. You asked me to keep you, to be with you, to love on you, to bless you with my presence. You're a child out of many who asked for just me. You didn't ask me to do this, do that. Can I have this, that? You just say, Father, come. You know how that means? How that feels to me? To hear you just say, Father, come. Not Father, can you? Will you? I need this, this, this. No, you say, come. You said to me what I always say to you. Come. So now that we are here, we are here. I know you scraped yourself. I know you've fallen short. I know you made many, many mistakes. But look at you now. No, literally look at you now. 
You don't have any scrapes. You don't have any bruises. You don't have any scars. You are free indeed. You are cleansed. You are new. Enjoy the new. I didn't share. I made another episode, Dream 2. I took it off. And let me share with you guys. I don't talk to you guys about this. I really don't really, you know, I don't want to say I don't want to because I'm going to because God put it in me to release it out and I must be obedient. I'm a very private person, but God has shown me the level of being private that I need to be. Not too secluded, not too isolated to take your eyes off of fellowship, if you know what I mean. But you still have space to be respected. But just don't you create your own space. That's what God is doing with me. And I don't testify about me preparing for marriage much because it's not no one to know. It's only for those who are involved. You understand? Until it manifests. And that goes for the things of you too. I'm not a person to just randomly just speak, 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 speak about personal things. And I advise no one to. What God give you to say, say. What God give you to keep, keep. Let me get back to the subject. And when you are preparing to receive whatever the promise is, when you receive the manifestation, that promise opens the door for every other desire to come to pass all at once. So it don't matter if it's a house that you're about to break through and receive, that house going to open a door for all the other desires to come to pass. Whether it's a business, whether it's merch, whatever it is, it all comes to pass all at once. It falls in place. And that is perfect harmony. It's already set before you. You're just making adjustments to possess. That's all. So the more mature you become, the more closer you get. You understand? And Satan see that I stepped in a door to take risks, which means to make adjustments to receive all that God has for me. So he see the marriage. He see and he know who the man is. But he's trying to cause me to take my eyes off of what God said. Because in this dream, he went way in the past. Now, every person that's not in the will of God for you was not a bad person. And what I mean is there are some people in relationship as I was that wasn't a bad. It just wasn't of God. Every relationship wasn't about cheating, wasn't about being abused or lied to. There's some good people out here. It's just not for you. And I had that And it was a relationship with this guy But it was only a phone relationship We were never to come together in in person It never was able to happen You're a good person I'm a good person We just wasn't able to see each other And God had it that way Yes, he's my son He's a great son You're my daughter You're a great daughter But he's just not the son for you And you are not the daughter for him But you both are great Before different people And so God I'm telling you When he says Keep your feet from being moved I couldn't, we couldn't see each other. I mean, it, it was a two-year phone relationship. And you would have thought we see each other like in person. Nothing. Nothing. 
Every time it's time to meet up, it never happens. For two years. And Satan went back into the past and, and disguised himself as this man in a dream. And say, I'm back. Now I can see you. You think Satan don't know about the phone calls? That you and this guy, you think Satan don't know that this is a man of God, you're a woman of God, but it's just not the woman of God for me, and he's not the man of God for you? Satan knows that. Because Satan knows who God have for you. He don't know every detail, but God do grant him to see things. You understand? That's why when we at the point of breakthrough, he tries to throw things that's contrary to cause us to miss it because he see that it's right there before us. And he want us to turn our eyes away from it so we can miss it. And guess what? Many of us have missed things that God had right before us or even breakthrough right here. You probably a day away from the breakthrough manifestation and you turned around. But thank God for restoration. Am I correct? And that goes for all of us. And this man out of nowhere, Satan appeared as, you know, disguised himself as this man in a dream. I'm here and everybody that I didn't even know who appeared to know me was for this. And they kept saying, you remember me? I was like, I don't remember you, but you seem to know me. And that was nothing but demons. And you know why Satan did it that way? Because God don't have nobody here in my circle but just him. So there's nobody that Satan could use to try to devour me. So he had to use random demons to bring up things that they already know about me because they know you. They know what, who you called to be. They know what you're able to do. They know your lifestyle. They know your upbringing. They, they know your mistakes with them. They know the times you've been consecrated. They see your salvation. They see your walk, the entire walk since you've been here. They just can't see much into your future. But they can see everything that already happened. And that's all Satan can relate to is the things that he was influencing you with. You've been influenced by whatever he was throwing your way. So he tried to grab those things back and redo those, re-throw those things back at you. But you've been restored. You understand? I hope you, I'm, you understand? I pray you do, because I'm going back and forth with it. And the people that was around me was like, they seem to know me so well, but I didn't know any of them. Like, I don't, I don't, they said, you don't remember my name? No, I don't. I don't even remember, I never even been around you, but you know me so well. Nothing but the demons disguising themselves as random people, saying that they are for this, from this man that Satan appeared to be in disguise. I'm back. Now I can see you. Now we can get back together. It was just a phone call away. And all of a sudden, here comes God with the man that he said to me right before Satan. And I said, no, Satan, it's this man. You know that. And then Satan was talking through the man. Well, you know, I don't have any children. I've been waiting for you. And I've been thinking about you all these years. And I've been praying to God to bring you back to me. No, Satan, it's this man. He wanted me to take my eyes off of this man to put him on that man. So I could miss the move of God regarding this man. But the devil is a liar. He got me once. He will never get me again. So his way of trying to get me is to dress up the past with a person who wasn't on bad terms with me. And I'm going to tell you how conniving he is. That's like saying door number one, door number two. Door number one doesn't look appealing. Door number two looks very appealing. And you know door number one is for you. Door number two, 
you know, it's not, but it looks very dressed up to your flesh. So you decide to open up door number two and it's very filthy inside, very dirty. Now the disguise is gone. Now you see it for what it really is. It's nothing but horror. It's nothing but agony, pain, dis- you know, disappointment. But then when you begin to see what was behind door number one, if you would have opened it, it's a life of abundance. It's a life of prosperity, which you always wanted. For an example, when you have two jobs positioned before you, one you would love to do for free, and one seems to make a lot of money doing it, but nothing that you like. You choose the one that you make the most money, but every day you're making that money, you are very miserable. You hate the job. You can't stand being there. But when you call on God, he brings you back to job number one. And you thank God for saving you and delivering you from door and job number two. And that's called restoration. Now you want a job that you love, you could do for free. And now you're doing it so well. Now here comes your increase more than what you could ask or even think coming from out of door number two. So it doesn't matter what it looks like. What God said belongs to you. It belongs to you. God is not going to always dress up your blessings to have you in a way where you are, you know, staying focused. You have to want to be focused. You have to use your faith. You have to know that a life with God is good. Because many people think that the world way is better than God's way. Because many people try to interpret God's way in their own understanding and put in a lot of restrictions as to God. And he don't even have any. can't wear this, you can't eat this, you can't, you can't, you can't, that's the old law, that's the old covenant, so what can we do now as a new creation, live, live, it's best to ask God what you want, or what do you want to know, what do you need to know, to better yourself, ask with purpose, Because many of us just doing what others are telling us to do and neither one of us seek God regarding it. I was a part of a congregation in my family who lived off Leviticus as Jews. And at a very young age, at five, I would never forget. Father... Yes, Quenisha. I'm not seeing what I'm reading. In children Bible school, we're learning that you are loving. I'm not seeing that wherever I go. I don't see love. I see the opposite. I see fussing. I see fighting. I hear that we're supposed to give our offering to you and we're supposed to be happy doing it. People are complaining about it. They send the money going to the pastor. Let me preach for free. I go outside and do it, so we don't have to worry about no offering. They know they can keep their money. Let me preach. At the age of five, Father, let me preach. Who thinks that way at five to even know that they have to ask God in order to receive something like that? I didn't walk around thinking I'm a preacher. I knew I must ask him in order for him to release it upon me. And that's something the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Even at the age of five, we're born that way. We're born that way. You're born knowing God. You're born knowing who you are. Because you're born with the spirit, soul, and body. No matter what age. 
And I always live from my spirit. God always had his eyes on me, even in my mother's womb. I would never forget at 15 to two years old, I'm in a high chair in my grandmother's house, the high chair that's white and yellow, that me, my sister, and cousin, we all rotated. And two, no, three angels with large palms fanning me in circle, in, in circular motion, going in circles in front of the piano that always was broke to our fingers up. As soon as we touch it, it falls on us. And if I said it to my grandmother right now, she'd be like, my God, your memory. How are you able to remember such? And it makes a lot of people, my, you know, my mom and them a little nervous because they like, hold on, what else do you remember? You know, because some things they want you to forget. And I don't mention the things they want me to forget. I act like I do forget them sometimes. But I remember those things first, God. <laughs> you understand? I was like, Father, no, something's not right. And then I read about how Satan got kicked out of heaven and demons here on the earth, Satan here on the earth, giants here on the earth, fallen angels. And I heard, read, I don't know how true it was that the demons were sleeping with people or whatever. And that's how giants came on the earth. I, I was like, wait a second. I said, Father, now I'm seven. Father, um, how I get here if I'm supposed to be in the kingdom? I'm supposed to be at home with you. Why am I here? Did I get kicked out too? Did I do something wrong? God didn't answer because he knew I was too young to hear what he had to say. So I just went on just like, okay, I just, just live, you know, okay. But it was always in me. How did I get here at that age? I never was a woman or a child to be, I hate you, Satan. I'm angry at you. I was never like that. I pitied him, if anything. As a little girl, I was trying to get him and God to, to, you know, get back together again. Because all I know as a little girl, when you have a confrontation with someone, me and my cousins arguing fuss, or me and my siblings, our parents cause us to get back and hug and kiss. So I said, okay, Father, come here. Come here, Satan. Satan, what do you want to say to God? Tell him I'm sorry. Not even know how sneaky he is. I had, no, I had no idea. I'm a kid. I'm like, Father, he's sorry. Are you going to let him back? God never answered. I was like, God, you being mean. God was like, you just don't know. But I'm going to share with you when you get old enough to understand. No, he's not coming back. He knows that. That's why I'm not answering. He knows the answer already. You understand? And Satan knew that I loved him. He knew that. As a kid, I loved him. I just knew that he made a mistake. I would never spend time with him. But I was like, you're from where I'm from. You just, you just was bad. You're bad. But I love you even though you're bad. And he hates that. He hates the fact that I still love even though he hates me. Because he knows that love comes from God. You look just like your father. You sound just like God. You loving in the midst of hates. He ran from me as a little girl. He did not want me to be born. 
abort this girl. No. She must be born. My mom said she's in labor so long with me. Everything that she said is like I was the most challenging of the, you know, things that should have been comfortable. Even with the nursing, she said I was the worst of nurse. I'm like, why? Why, mother? Sorry, mother. I was like, sorry. And look at you. No one is greater than anybody, but you are great. I have a great daughter. I have a great daughter. And I'm very proud of you. God really, really protected me my whole life. Things that I was trying to be rebellious about, I couldn't even enjoy as others could enjoy. Something simple as trying to sneak and do something that my mother said not to do, I couldn't even enjoy doing it. I couldn't enjoy doing things that God didn't say. And sometimes I'll force myself to do it just to, you know, give it a chance. Maybe this time I'll be able to enjoy. Never was able to enjoy. All those years of alcohol abuse and never enjoyed it. I became addicted, but I wasn't enjoying it. Because enjoyment only comes from God, by God. All the cigarettes in the world wasn't satisfying me, just was a habit. I couldn't stand the weed. I mean, it just, it took me to a whole another dimension that I, man, I, I felt like every time I got high, I didn't belong here. It had me straight on that planet. Every time I got high, I'm on another planet and it's the same one every time. Oh, I'm up here again. How long does this last? Oh, this is more potent weed? Oh, God. I'm be here longer than three hours. If I got some milk, God, and I got the munchies, can you add some cookies with the milk? God. And some, like, I'm not putting nobody out there, but me and my family members, I ain't gonna say siblings, but me and my family members, when my cousins, when we used to smoke weed, you know, everybody did something different. Like, one would one have to clean up all the time. I'm like, sit down. God, ain't nothing dirty. Just enjoy your high. God, you moving, making me nervous. I had another cousin who was paranoid every time. Yeah, look out the window. What's out the window? You're making me scared. That's why I said I couldn't enjoy nothing. Then they came up with a movie called Friday with Smokey. All he do is smoke weed. And I got so high one time I thought I was Smokey. I was like, Craig, <laughs> Craig, fuck up. Q, you, you snap, man. What? <laughs> man, you high, man. <laughs> Laughing for like two hours straight. I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I don't, I don't know how people do it. I don't know. My mind, I don't know. It's just, I have a different brain when it comes to that. I don't know. It puts me right on, you know, Mars again. As soon as I hit the, three times, it don't matter. Three pulls, it's, I'm done. I don't care how much I smoked. It was, it was that three pull, just, that's it. That's it. I'm back up there, sitting on Mars for three hours again. I'm in class, just, you don't understand. Why am I here? Why am I even high? I don't understand nothing the teacher is saying. Why don't I understand? Is something wrong with my comprehension? All these things I'm thinking while I'm high in class.
And then the drinking was ridiculous. I never just drunk something straight, like just straight Hennessy. No, I would mix. I would mix. I did everything that people would not do with alcohol. Boilermakers? Oh, no, nah, we ain't doing that. Oh, you, you got beer and liquor? Oh, nah, see. You mix liquor with wine? Oh, God. You got set at home at 1800? Oh, God. <laughs> you about to get gone at like 7 in the morning. Twisted. Waking up the next day with bruises all on my legs. I'm like, what happened? Running into the walls to make it to the bed. And one time I, I had a hangover so bad, I was watching my nephew. This when he was like, you know, three, four months. And I'm not used to watching a kid. You know, so I'm, he was, he, you know, I kept him in his car seat because my house didn't have anything for infants. So I kept him in his car seat. It seemed to be more safer to me to have him just sit still, just breathe. So your mother come back, just breathe. So I put him on my bed in his car seat. He was asleep. And for a quick second, I just drunk me a little bit of wine, mixed with a little bit of liquor, because I can handle it, I'm used to it. But for that quick second, I forgot that I was babysitting. Because I'm not used to it. Out of sight was out of mind to me. And so I went to the bathroom and do my provisionals. I saw on the right side on my bed, the car seat. Oh God, I'm babysitting. I forgot. Now who forgets that? Jesus. I know y'all probably saying, thank you Lord for delivering you. Oh God. Thank you, Lord, for her deliverance. Everybody been delivered from something and multiple things. Whether it's hurt, pain, neglect, absent parent in the home, how you grew up. I mean, I was ashamed of growing up in the hood. I was ashamed. I didn't want nobody to know. I didn't want my teachers coming to my home when I was a kid. No, don't come here. I didn't want my family coming to my school. I was ashamed of them wearing the mantles on their head. Kids going to laugh. What's those things on their head? You know? There was a lot going on. Father had to go to go to prison. Best father in the world. Went from me on one lap, my sister on the other lap. He'd walk around the house, carry us around to, where's daddy? He's in prison. We got to visit him down low. And, oh, God. And then I'm looking at people kissing for the first time. I'm like, oh my God. He like, turn your head. I couldn't wait to go to prison to see my father. I'm trying, oh God, did I just tell y'all that? No, for real though. <laughs> Cause I never, we couldn't watch stuff on TV. We had to watch kitty stuff. You know, they had a show called Red Shoe Diaries. You know, the little X-rated stuff. You know, we can't see that as kids. But you know, if you watch it as a child, you going, you know, some kids do that. I was one of them, I ain't gonna lie. And, oh God, did I just tell y'all that? Oh no. Oh God, I just bumped my head on the wall. Oh God. God. But no, seriously though, you know, it's childhood, you know, things. And every time I used to go see my dad, I couldn't wait to see people, you know, couples, you know, because that's what they do. They be kissing and stuff and feeling on each other because they, you know, they that's what they do in prison when they see their girlfriends. But you know, it's limit to your touching. But I was like, looking at them kids, my father like, hey, turn around. <laughs> Stop looking at that stuff. I couldn't help it. I was looking again. Stop. Stop looking at that stuff. We're going to see father tomorrow. We're going to see dad tomorrow. Oh, all right. It's like, nah. No. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Like, you nasty. No, no. No, no. I was like, oh, we're going to see dad tomorrow? Oh, all right. Okay, okay. You understand? 
But seriously, there's nothing but just hormones, you know what I'm saying? Hormones at five, six? Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. I'm just playing, y'all. Oh, God. It's the wrong audience. I usually talk like this to the other one. Oh, God confused y'all. Oh, God. <laughs> Some of y'all probably like, oh, 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 we never heard you talk like this. Oh, my bad, wrong crowd. <laughs> It's all good. No, seriously. Seriously, it's all good. But for real, though, there was a lot going on. And I just started, you know, shutting people out in the world. And I began to come away with more of people I was reading about in the Bible. I would go away with Daniel, go away with David, go away with the lion, go away with Ruth, Naomi, Murray, Murray, Murray. You understand? <laughs> Seriously. Every time. And God made sure he was available every time that I seeked him. I couldn't wait to come home from school and just spend time with God. All the time. So it doesn't matter what your upbringing is. Know that God is always with you. You may think that he wasn't there. He is there. And he's still the same. Whenever you feel challenged, give it over to him by counting it all joy. I'm going to tell you how amazing it is. God used that very thing Satan tried to attack us with to cause us to prosper in. Whether it's through persecution, you're going to prosper in that the reason why you're being persecuted. That's that very area that God's going to prosper you in. And Satan's trying to rob you in. For an example, Satan was created to be a worship leader. Now look at the, look at the jubilee in this as in us being restored back again. And that's what jubilee is. There's a back to its original state. And God used that very thing that Satan was created to do. To have it to be that very thing that steals his plan from us. And that is our praise. He was a praise leader, but God blesses that our praise, which he was created to do, still his plan. Now, isn't that amazing? You have to watch what you created to do to be against your plan every time. Our, play, our, plan, I mean, our praise paralyzes him. I don't hear much of Satan now as I did before. Not because I'm just free, but because he can't stand the raw. He can't stand the groaning. He can't stand the sounds of utterance. He cannot stand it. It paralyzes him. And he don't want to be paralyzed. So he feel like if I get you fired up, if I say too much, I got to tiptoe myself around her. Because if I say too much or do too much, even regarding a neighbor, there she is on their defense. And I'm paralyzed. And I hate being paralyzed. So let me just discreetly keep searching what area in her life I can devour. But I'm going to do it from a distance. Because she knows I'm here, she's going to paralyze me. With her, her roaring, with her utterance. And that goes for you too. Every time you pray in the heavenly language, every time you speak in every language, it paralyzes him. Every time you get up, it paralyzes him. Every time you, you know, have confidence, you call on God, it paralyzes him. When you make a sound, that he cannot understand, it paralyzes him. He cannot understand what you're saying in your heavenly language. He don't understand what the groaning is. He don't understand what the uttering is. And he can't comprehend the raw. 
because it's straight from the throne from the Lion of Judah. Lion to lion. I will send a roar in the land and that roar paralyzes Satan straight from the throne room of God. And Satan know that if he play with me, I'm going to roar. And sometimes I just like right now, I walk up towards him and he's like, no, 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 no. Get away from me. Get away from me. Because he know I have the victory. And he know I know that now. And forevermore, that's permanent. Always. You will always be under my feet. That's permanent. I have said much. I thank you guys for listening to a little bit of this. A little bit of that. But through it all, everything worked out to the good of those who love the Lord. Let me say that again. Everything works out to the good of those who love the Lord. Hallelujah. Seriously, I love you guys so much. God is always there. God say, I love when you say, you know what? And stand up. <laughs> God say, he loves when I do that. Because that means like, that's a C-Law moment. Like when I be like, you know what? That's it. You know, let me get out. I'm getting out. I'm out. I'm out. God say, I love when you do that. <laughs> that means C-Law in the kingdom. Place a pause. The goodness hits you that hard. You got to get up. You got to pause. Like, you know what? Do a backflip. Walk three miles. Come back. Sit down. And say, Lord, I thank you. Try to tell you. My time for now. I love you. Greater is he. Greater is he. Who's in us. Oh God. His presence is so powerful. That he was in the world. And you know what? When I was talking about that Lord. And I was playing y'all. I wasn't like that. You know. I ain't knew that. When I went to see my father. I was just playing. Nah kill. We got that one. You was nasty. Oh God. Old things passed away. <laughs> Old things become new. <laughs> oh, God. I just thank God that everybody got something that they learned from. That's why they say, don't do things in front of kids. Don't do adult things in front of kids. You understand? Seriously. Hallelujah. How about we just continue to follow after God? And teach in a way that they should go and lead people in the way they should go I feel like going to the beach today y'all I don't even though it's cold outside surrounding me it feel like it's summertime it feel like it's summertime until I step outside (laughs) but for real right here it feel like it's summertime like, I'm ready to put on some shorts and a shirt and go outside, but I'm not going to do that. No. You understand? I feel like going to the beach. Yes. And eat some seafood at the beach, y'all. At the beach, yo. I want some seafood at the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that will come to pass. Because I'm trying to tell you, everything that I desire is coming to pass. And I like to just have fun. You have fun. Enjoy life. But the enjoyment comes from the adjustments. So continue to adjust in the things that God is positioning right before you. You want it? Okay, go through the adjustments to receive it. And all it is 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 causing you to become better. Better. 
I love you. It's definitely my time for now. Greater is he who's in us than he's in the world. But seriously, about the story about my father when I was visiting him, I was just playing. Oh, God. <laughs> I wish I could erase that part, but it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I love you guys. Mwah.